Children's Church. Can you hear me? I'm going to turn my mic on. Can you hear me now? Okay, good. <laughs> Can you hear me now? <laughs> well, welcome to Cross Plains Christian Church. Uh, Jeff is on vacation with his family today, so you've got me. So um, this will be my first time. I do a lot of communion meditations, but this will be my first time, so I'm going to try to stretch it out. We might get out a little early because I might talk a little fast. Um, but um, I can't believe that this is the last Sunday of 2020. Can everybody say amen? Amen. amen. Um, there's a lot of things that went on this year, um, and I think we need to put in our rearview mirror, but I have a feeling 2021 is going to start out pretty much the same thing, unfortunately. That's exactly right. Also, this is kind of, I'm flipping roles. I'm usually in the audience listening to somebody preach, but uh, I want to give y'all some advice. If y'all want to say amen, hallelujah, or preach it, that's great. It gets really lonely up here if you're the only one talking. That's right. I like it. That's right. Preach it. So the last couple months, something's been on my mind that I heard uh, somebody talk about, and it's our identity in Christ. And I really want to talk to y'all about that today. Um, A lot of times when we grow up and we're in our own life, we get identified by others in certain ways, or we identify ourselves. A lot of us are identify ourselves through our work. You know, that's who I am. I'm a, a sonographer. I do ultrasound. Or some people identify themselves through their ethnicity, where you're from, where your heritage. That reminds me of a story of my wife. One day, she went to the grocery store, and I guess ragu spaghetti sauce was on sale. So she loaded up her buggy, and she went uh, to check out, and she was unloading it, and the clerk just stared at her with all this spaghetti sauce. And my wife looked at her and says, my husband's Italian. And the clerk looked back and said, is he mean? Now, if you know Donna, this is an opportunity. Yes, and he's part of the mafia. And she kept going like she was at. I couldn't imagine what that clerk thought going home. Well, I'm not a part of the mafia (laughs) that I know of. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So also, people identify themselves with their looks. That brings me to another story. I was in middle school, and I was approached by this girl, and she looked at me and said, you got some bushy eyebrows. Now, she didn't say, wow, you got some bushy eyebrows. What I heard was, boy, you got some bushy eyebrows. You better do something about that. Well, that kind of hurt my feelings. Well, me being a boy of action, I went home that night. I went into our bathroom and got my dad's electric razor. I said, well, I'm just going to trim them up a little bit. So I'm like that. I go, uh, uh-oh. I had this much left. I said, well, I got a match. So I went, so I had these little bitty eyebrows. So I went into the kitchen, and my mom, she said, what did you do? Then she starts laughing. I said, what do I do? So she went and got her eyeliner, 
and she painted it in. Well, the next day, trying to make it look somewhat presentable, uh, the next day I went to PE and played basketball. Well, if you know the saps, we sweat. Well, it started coming down and dripping down. So there was my real embarrassment moment. So the next day, my mom, she got a permanent marker, and that worked better. <laughs> so if you ever come into that, use a permanent marker. But those are some stories in my life. I've got a lot more. Uh, also, some people identify themselves with their socioeconomic status, like how much money you make, where are you in, in society. And when you're in school, you, uh, you identify yourself sometimes as you're an athlete, you're a nerd, or you're an outcast. So you've got all these things going on in society. So in our society right now, there is a popular thought is to really know your true identity, you must look inside to find it. You must look inside it to find it. That can be a scary thought. What if you look and you don't like what you see? What do you do? Looking deep into yourself really won't work. How many times have you let yourself down? How many times have you said that you will never do that again and in no time do it again? None of us live up to our own expectations of ourselves. That is tough and sometimes can be depressing. We can get really hard on ourselves. So what do we do? We can either drop our expectations of ourselves so low that we cannot let ourselves down, or we can look outside of ourselves to something that we can lean on for strength, for direction, and for purpose. That thing is a man, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So if y'all want to... uh, Turn over to Colossians chapter 3. I want to read a chapter, uh, a verse out of that. And we're going to talk about hiding our identity in Christ and what that means. All right, in Colossians 3, verse 2. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You see, when your identity becomes hidden in who Christ is and what he has done, instead of what you find deep within yourself, you can live your life to the fullest in Christ and will not be affected by the many different circumstances of life. When you hide your identity in Christ, it is not hidden from others, but protected by Jesus. So what does it mean to have your identity hidden in Christ? Pastor Rick Warren, he's the author of A Purpose-Driven Life, has over 30 million copies sold. He says it means this, that you abandon an image of yourself that is not from God, you start believing what God says about you. Finding your identity in Christ means you do a better job believing that what God says about you is truer 
than what anyone else, including yourself, says. So when you're tempted to believe that you're either much better than you really are or much worse than you really are, look to what the Bible says about you. There are good and bad things the Bible says about us. I'm going to go ahead and go through the bad, then we're going to tackle the good. The bad. When you were born, you were so adorable. You were squishy and cute. You make cute noises. However, you were born into sin. You were a sinner. We all were. You had selfish tendencies. You wanted what was yours. You wanted it now. You were full of pride, unbelief, and self-love. However, for those who have Christ living in them, your story takes an incredible turn. So let's look at the good, what the Bible says about us and who we are in Christ. If you want to turn over to Ephesians chapter 1. If I knew how to work the computer, I could put it up there. But (laughs) so let's talk. Let's see what God says about us. In verse three, you are blessed. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Verse 4, you are chosen, even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that which we should be holy and without blemish before him in love. Verse 5, you are adopted, having foreordained us unto adoption as sons through Jesus Christ unto himself, according to the good pleasure of of his will. I love at the end of that, he desires to adopt you. He wants you. Verse 7, you have been redeemed and forgiven, in whom we have our redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. Amen. Verse 9, you can know the mystery of his will, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in him. He gives us wisdom and understanding. Verse 11, you have been given an inheritance in whom also we were made a heritage, having been foreordained according to the purpose of him who worked all things after the counsel of his will. And finally, verse 13, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in whom ye also, having heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom, having also believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Go ahead, and also I've got a couple more things to go over who he says uh, who we are through him. Let's go to Romans chapter 5. And in this, you are worth dying for. 
But God commendeth his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You are also set apart in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But ye are an elect race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that we may show forth the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So if we come to base our identity in these statements that I just read, it roots and hides your identity in something that cannot be changed and cannot go away. That means that your job, your lifestyle, your health, or your family can be taken away. However, your life will not crumble because it's built on the solid rock of Jesus. And that's important. It does not say that we will not have trials and troubles. You will, but we have an anchor. We have a rock that we can hold tight to in those times. There's a story out there I heard over 20 years ago that has stuck with me to today. Uh, there is a famous hymn, It Is Well With uh, My Soul, and it was actually written by Horatio Stafford. And I don't know if you know this story, but it's really it's amazing what he went through and what he came through. But he was a Chicago lawyer who had a wife named Anna and four young daughters. Well, in 1870, the great fires of Chicago ripped through their home and destroyed it. Well, two years later, trying to pick up the pieces, they de he, he decided to take a vacation with their friends over to Europe. Well, in the last minute, him being a lawyer, he got called back. He had to take care of something. So he sent his wife and four daughters over to Europe. Well, on the way, uh, they were in a shipwreck. And the only survivor was a wife. She was felt unconscious, floating on a broken piece of ship. She wrote to him after a couple days. She wrote to them in a telegram and says, uh, I am the only survivor. What do I do? Well, he got it. He immediately boarded a ship to go over there. And while they were sailing over there, the captain came to him. He said, sir, we're approaching the point where your ship sunk. I couldn't imagine, mm, I couldn't imagine uh, the sadness that he went through, but instead of feeling sorry for himself, he wrote that song, It Is Well With My Soul, even though the sea billows roll. I couldn't imagine. He was also not just a lawyer, but he was a man of God, and he was a Presbyterian elder, and his roots went deep and they hung on to Jesus Christ he was on the rock of Jesus Christ they even said that it was heard that when uh she went uh when they during the wreck that she said the Lord gave me four children he taketh away maybe in my lifetime I'll know the reason that's faith that's difficult but that's who knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior it's amazing before we wrap it up, I said it's probably going to be short, but it is. <laughs> but um, if there's anybody here today that doesn't know him, I urge you, if you're feeling that tug at your heart, 
Today is the day to come and accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Because when you become, uh, when you become a Christian, you are adopted by the, the, the God of the universe, the one that made everything you see. You become his heir. You become forgiven. You become loved. And it doesn't matter what goes on around us. We know that we are loved by our Heavenly Father. Through every circumstance in life, through COVID-19, through a death of a loved one, or if you have a loved one leave you through all this, we can rest assured that he's got us and he won't let us and we won't crumble. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you love us more than anything, that you sent your son to die on the cross for our sin. Thank you that we have purpose uh, when we put our trust in you, when we put our identity in you, Lord. Thank you for hiding our identity, for protecting us, Lord. And if there's anybody here that uh, wants to, that needs to come to you, Lord, I just pray that you make it so. We love you and thank you for all your many blessings. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.